0: Good evening, everyone. This is Wednesday, August 28th, 2019. And welcome to episode number 168 of the WWS Radio Network's weekly pop culture review show. This is WCWS Outside the Ropes. Once again, this is Mr. WWS Chad Henshaw back on the line here with you, as we get set to talk about, of course, all the big-time pop culture stories. Of course, uh, music, movies, sports, and other news, n- news of the week. Of course, we'll definitely be bringing it here, to you here tonight. Hopefully we'll be joined, of course, momentarily by the Iceman, Jared DiGirolamo. Uh, the human surplus machine, John Gross, will not be joining us here tonight due to a prior commitment. He'll be back on with us with WWS <coughs> Wrestling Debate at 8 o'clock and also Revolution at 9 o'clock. So we look forward to hearing from him uh, then. But, of course, here, folks, don't forget here tonight here on Outside the Ropes, We'll be bringing you, of course, everything in the world of pop culture. We said music, movies, sports, and other news making the rounds. And and also, uh, of course, with some time allotted, we'll also put JD on the hot seat for some big time movie trivia. And if you want to join us here for episode 168 of Outside the Ropes here tonight, please feel free to give us a call 1 605 562 0444. Caller ID 141 387 pound. And press that one if you want to chime in on anything and everything that we have to talk about here this evening. I do say before we get started here, but I do see that we do, I believe, have the man here on the line here right now. He is, like I said before, he's a 2015 and 17 WCWS Hall of Famer. He is also a part of the team that brings you WCWS Raw Radio every Monday afternoon right here on TalkShoe.com. He is, of course, like I said... <clears throat> He is, like I said, one half of our, of our wrestling news tag team, King Ice. He is, of course, the Iceman, the one and the only, of course, we know him as J.D. Of course, he is Jared D. Gerolimo. J.D., welcome to 168 of Outside the Ropes.
1: Just made it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you very much, sir. And, of course, <clears throat> let's go ahead and get underway here. I'll get you a few stories in before we turn things over to J.D. here. I'm sure he has, he'll have a bunch to talk about here tonight. and J.D. will be disillusioned to see me as John is taking the
1: night off due to a prior commitment. Yeah, he told me but he'll be on the debate, though.
0: Okay, yeah, he'll have to go. Never mind. I'm not going to use that joke. (laughs) Yeah, you know what I mean there. Uh, Of course, we thank our friends at 411 Mania for allowing us here in the WSW Radio Network to read their stories on all of our shows, including in addition to Outside the Ropes, of course, Revolution, Wolfpack, Power Hour, Raw Radio, WWS this morning and all of our other shows here, of course there's everything in between. When the comic brings us a story here, which came out actually this past Monday, a new steel has been released from the upcoming, another installment in the Terminator franchise called Terminator Dark Fate, featuring uh, Sarah Connor and the T-800. Hmm. Arnold Schwarzenegger and Linda Hamilton are reunited for Terminator Dark Fate, and a new still shows off two of them together. For his image right here, courtesy of Fandango's fall movie. William mm-hmm. also Davis, Natalia Reyes, Gabriel Luna, Edward Furlong, hey, Eddie Furlong's coming back from Terminator 2, I didn't know that, and Diego Benita, and it opens on November the 1st. 27 years after the events of Terminator 2 Judgment Day, a new modified liquid metal Terminator played by Gabriel Luna is set from the future by Skynet in order to terminate uh, Danny Ramos, played by Natalia Reyes, a hybrid cyborg human, Mackenzie Davis, and her friends Sarah Connor comes to their aid as well as the original Terminator for a fight for, for the future. Uh, J.D., is this going to uh, is this going to be uh, the, the missing link in the Terminator franchise that we
1: have been uh, looking for for a long time? It's a possibility. We've seen a lot of movies this year going to be coming out with a lot of prequels and prequels and prequels like Rambo 5, The Expandables 5, the final chapter of the Terminator. I mean, what else yeah. could Hollywood do that they haven't done already?
0: You never know, but... I guess you know I thought they were all fans just like we were back in the day, and I guess they just, can't, they just have to keep adding to, to the product. I guess. So. But good points there, JD. Thank you very much. Uh, a couple more stories here before I turn things over to JD. Uh, <clears throat> let's see what we have right here. Uh, we talked about, of course, the story about Disney Plus coming up here, coming really, really soon. Story came out yesterday from Jeremy Thomas. Disney Plus confirmed not to carry R-rated content, but but it will likely go to Hulu. Hmm, interesting. Let's see what this is all about right here. Uh, let's see if I can get it here. We've had hints of it for a while, but it's official now. Disney Plus will play will place it, will be a place for PG 13 and younger content only. Entertainment reporter Eric Vest. Vesp, uh, I guess it's pronounced Vespi, I guess, confirmed the news with a representative at D23 Expo over the weekend for comicbook.com. When he asked a rep for the service whether any of Fox's R-rated content will end up on the service, according to Vespi, the rep told him that Disney Plus will be for PG-13 content and softer content only. When asked if R-rated material, Phone Fox will end up on Hulu. He says he just got a smile, and that's a good assumption, of course, in return. This is, not surpri- this is not a surprising development. Disney has been suggesting it for a time. However, this is the first confirmation from someone in a position at Disney that it would be the case. That means films like Deadpool, Aliens, and and the, and the, and the, and the like will, but if kept on Disney's in-house streaming platforms, will be Hulu bound. Disney Plus will launch, of course, on November the 12th. Uh, uh, good call there. Of course, keeping the R-rated and PG-13 content separate here.
1: It's going to be interesting to see what the rain's going to be when this movie comes out, and we'll see if it's a big success or a flop.
0: Sure, absolutely. So we'll have to watch out for that carefully. And like we said, Disney Plus is scheduled is scheduled to come out here. Of course, uh, like we said, around around the, around the middle of November. <clears throat> Uh, and one wrestling story I'm gonna bring tonight before I turn things over here to JD. Let him just take the floor here because I know he's gonna have a lot to mention here tonight. Uh, Jeremy Thomas brings us this story. It's come out here today, and I'm sure JD will probably mention this, of course, on debate and revolution here a little bit later on. But Jeremy Thomas brings us this story here, as apparently CM Punk gets into a wrestling ring to hype his Starcast Three appearance. Okay, let's see what let's see what this has said right here. CM Punk is set to take the stage for a Q&A at Starcast 3, and he hopped into a ring for a promo hyping the convention. You can, of course, see the video on this page right here of Punk promoting his panel discussion, which will take place on Saturday afternoon and, and air on Fight TV via pay-per-view. Starcast 3 will run this weekend, starting tomorrow and going through Saturday evening. And there's a link on here on the, on the story at 411mania if you want to find out more. Uh, of course, uh, the Twitter account here at, said at 5 p.m. here this evening uh, said here from StarCast3's Twitter account says after five long years at CM Punk is back in the ring. What's he got to say? Don't miss a minute live on hashtag StarCast on Fight Pre-order now worldwide get 70 shows with unlimited replays, including hashtag StarCast1 and 2 at FightTV, StarCastOnFight.com. And you, so he's a have a lot, and you
1: can bet he's going to have a lot to say to Conrad Thompson and everyone out there, especially being in his hometown, Hour, I mean, we'll see how many pipe bombs he cuts loose or how many things he has to say that are non-pipe bomberly, but I'm sure he'll have quite a bit to say.
0: Absolutely, thank you very much, here JD, and that's all I'll be bringing here. Here, of course, for for the for, for, for the for the, uh, for, the for, for a while now, here, folks. In the meantime, here, let's turn over here to JD, who I'm sure has a lot to talk about in terms of our box office report, as well as of course uh, some sports updates here as well. So let's turn it right over here to JD. to Take it in here, indeed, JD. Please go. we right, right ahead.
1: All right, our top five movies of the weekend. Here we go. The Lion King, however, dropped two spots from 3rd to 5th hour, and in 6th week hour only made $8 million, but so far has made $510.5 million. Hobbs and Shaw dropped two spots from 2nd to 4th, doing $8.2 million, and in less than a month's time, it has already made $147.6 million on a budget of $200 million. In its first week, Overcomer hour debuted, however, with $8.5 million however, on a budget of $5 million. Good Boys, last week's R-rated raunchy comedy, fell to second, however, dropping a spot, however, and made $11.6 million, And so far in two weeks' time, it's already made $42 million. But the winner of the week, however, was Angel of Spawn, however, $21.3 million. Now, new movies due out this week, ladies and gentlemen, however, let's tell you about it right now, however. For well, the Labor Day weekend, however, I'll tell you what you can see coming up on the holiday weekend. Believe it or not. It first of them, however, let's see, Trace Atkins, how an Allison Page starring in Bennett's war. After surviving an IED explosion in combat overseas, a young soldier with the Army War Sagan is medically discharged with a broken back and leg. Against all odds, he trains to make an impossible combat as a motocross racer in order to support his family. Meanwhile, however, also starring Liam Hemsworth stars Guerrero stars in Killer Man. Mo Diamond is a New York City money launderer who wakes up with no memory, millions of dollars in stolen cash, and drugs. He must soon scour the streets in search of his answer while trying to dodge a crew of violent and crooked cops, however, mind you. Meanwhile, however, Byron Mann and Storm Reed, however, start in Don't Let Go. After a man family dies and appears to be a murderer, he gets a phone call from one of the dead, his niece. He's not sure if she's a ghost or if he's going psycho or mad, however, but as it turns out, he's really not. So those are some of the movies coming out this week, however. Meanwhile, however, the college football season is just around the corner, ladies and gentlemen, and of course, we got some big, big ball games coming up this week, How in the opening week of the college football season. As a result, however, here are the games you will see. Georgia Tech and Clemson will play one another tomorrow night on the ACC Network at 8 o'clock. Friday night, Wisconsin will play South Florida, however, in Tampa. Duke and Alabama will be playing Saturday, however at 3:30. Meanwhile, at 7:30 Saturday night, however, we got some big games there, including however Virginia versus Pittsburgh. and on Sunday and Monday we got two other big ball games including Houston and Oklahoma at Norman, however, while Nerding travels to Louisville, however, Monday night at the Papa John Stadium, if you will, however, mind you. Uh, let's see. Of course, the final weekend of the uh, let's see of the NFL exhibition season will be taking place tomorrow night, however. And among the games we'll see tomorrow night include some pretty good ones, to say the least, however. Among them, however, we will see, however, the Pittsburgh Steelers take on the Carolina Panthers, however, at 7 p.m. tomorrow night. It's Bank of America Stadium in Charlotte. Meanwhile, however, Tennessee and Chicago will play one another. Tampa and Dallas will be playing one another. The Arizona and Denver will be playing one another. And in the late game are two late ones, the Chargers traveling to San Francisco and Oakland traveling to Seattle. The Raiders, of course, are coming off their big game, however, mind you, last week in Winnipeg against Green Bay. Meanwhile, speaking of football, however, last week, however, we lost Lamar Miller, however, mind you, due to a torn ACL of the Texans, however. Miller had surgery earlier this week that will keep him sidelined for the entire season, however, and as a result, the Texans signed former Cleveland running back Duke Johnson to fill in the spot. In addition to that, however, meanwhile, however, the big story of the week of the NFL might not have been at running back, but rather quarterback instead. Andrew Luck shocked everyone after last Saturday night's game, however, by announcing his retirement at the age of 29, considering, however, in three weeks, he'll be 30 years old. Luck did not say, however, if he would be returning to the NFL at any point, anytime soon, but, of course, we will keep you up to date with this story. Okay.
0: Thank you very much, there, J.D., of course, for
1: <coughs> your sports updates. And as, you said, and as you said, and as you said, also, of course, we got a big show coming up this Saturday night, ladies and gentlemen. AEW, yes, All Elite Wrestling will be coming to you live on the Sears Center Arena, if you will, in Chicago, Illinois, this Saturday night, bell time, 8 p.m., while early in the day, however, we will see an interesting contest at NXT UK in Cardiff, Wales, if you will.
0: Absolutely. So, uh, once again, ladies and gentlemen, NXT and AEW both deliver some big-time wrestling action. This weekend, of course, the radio network here will be definitely be, wa- we'll be watching all this very, very carefully. And we'll keep you informed, of course, as to the progress of every, of all the action that will take place here to, indeed this weekend. Let's give you the number one more time here, folks 1 562 0444. Caller ID 141 387 town This is episode 168 of W7US Outside the Ropes for, of course, Wednesday, August 28th, 2019. Mr. WS, us Chad Hinshaw and the Iceman, Jared e. D. As we said earlier, the human super machine, John Gross, due to a prior commitment, will not be joining us in here tonight. But we'll, he'll be back on in time for Wrestling Debate, coming up here in one hour. Uh, one, four, one, three, one, one, I'm sorry, 139925, blooper time. Yeah. Uh, as they talk about Raw, SmackDown, of course, like we said, at at nxt uk AE, aew coming up and of course a lot of the wrestling stores making the rounds uh also here don't forget uh, of course um um make the nine of course the wrestling debate and then ladies and gentlemen i'll be back on here with revolution with a live video feed from true pioneers of wrestling news and views history and birthdays and of course our thoughts awesome and opinions as to what happened last night on smackdown we'll definitely have a whole lot to talk about here with that here indeed um of course, once again, almost kind of like Raw, with really nothing really at home. But, of course, we'll but, but wanting to hear what everyone has to say here, including, of course, uh, JD, J.D., John, and Fonzie. Obviously, they'll have a lot to say here about this here tonight. And hopefully, you'll be able to come on and, and share your thoughts and opinions here as well. So be sure to listen in on it for our next edition, 718, I do believe, of Revolution coming up here from tonight from 9 to 11, 138 pounds Folks, I, got, I also got a couple of local stories I got to bring you here. Of course, a couple of uh, couple of not so pleasant ones, but I got to bring them here to you. And JD, I think I might have sent these two to you already, but I will go ahead and read them out here on the air. Uh, a couple coming off our, my local uh, app or our local TV station down here in North Carolina, uh, coming out of Winston Salem, North Carolina. Apparently, a Winston Salem man dies after being stabbed in a grocery store parking lot. Uh, a man has died after a stabbing at a food line parking lot in Winston-Salem. Of course, food line is a big name grocery store chain in this area. Police said Dorell Brayboy, 31 years old, died from his injuries after being staffed in the parking lot of the food line on New Walkertown Road. Police said there was an argument between Brayboy and one suspect that has been identified at this time. Police said there's no immediate danger to the public. Of course, of course, right here, if you have any information that could help police in investigation, call Crime Stoppers, area code 336-727-2800, if you have any info about that. Uh, of course, here, and also the no store. I sent, and of course, I sent this to JD, um, of course, earlier, earlier in the day here, too. Of course, a, bit, a big thing that happened here earlier today, uh, apparently. Uh, uh, but I got to read this here. First came out here this afternoon, uh, coming out near near my neck of the woods here in High Point, North Carolina, which is right near near where HQ is here in Trinity. A High Point University student had a plan and timeline to shoot up school, according to revelation of police documents. Uh, just after school, just getting started here too, folks. This is unbelievable. You would th- you would you would think that's unbelievable, right there. Coming out, said, coming out of High Point, North Carolina. High Point police say a High Point University freshman who had plans to shoot up the school was arrested on Wednesday. 19 year old Paul Staber of Boston, Massachusetts, he was from Richmond, Boston, William to school down here, admitted to officers he was planning a school shooting. Documents state Staber was found with two guns and ammunition in his dorm room and had a plan and timeline to kill people, police say. High Point University said several students reported that High Point University staff that Staber had guns in his possession. Staber was removed from campus and the guns were given to the High Point Police Department. Steber made his first appearance Wednesday afternoon. Here's some new information from his first court hearing. It says the following. He purchased the guns over the weekend. He had been thinking about the shooting since last Christmas. He wanted to rush a fraternity but didn't get in, but his roommate did. He researched the, the Charleston, South Carolina church shooting and planned to kill his roommate and himself. Stiber attended school in North Carolina specifically because it was easier to get guns. Oh, boy. He had no prior criminal history. If released, he must not have access to the Internet. and should be monitored, and he surrendered his passport. And JD's is unbelievable here. Stiber is being held in jail under a two million dollar bond state law prohibits any person even with a concealed handgun permit from carrying a gun on school property high point university leaders released this statement high point university security and high point police department appreciate that students reported finding firearms to high point university staff high point university encouraged students to follow the rule of if you see something say something Students and fam- families can review High Point University Security safety tips anytime online. <clears throat> of course, there's a link on the page here if you want to read that. If you have any questions or concerns, please contact High Point University Security at area code 336-841-9112. JD, right, right, just right when school's getting started this week down here, a college freshman already had planned to, do, to, to shoot up a school. Already. Unbelievable. It, it it is. And at a university out of all places, no doubt. So yeah, so there you go. And but uh I mean planned this since Christmas. Man, he must have been thinking about why he why he was in high school, I guess. I don't know. So well luckily, like I so say he's in custody and luckily he's he won't cause any more trouble. So thank goodness for that. Uh <clears throat> Well, let's see here. Well, JD, we got about uh, we got about a little more than fifteen minutes. I say we uh, I say we 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 since you're the only even you're the only one here, I still say we we'll try your hand a little bit on uh, on um, on some movie trivia if that's all right with
1: you. Uh, Sounds good.
0: Okay. All right. uh, Oh, yeah, I haven't done one of these in a long time. Okay, let's see here. Hey. Okay, yeah. All right, 21 questions in this quiz right here, so let's go ahead and begin. At the conclusion of which of the following films did a narrator in voiceover caution against spoiling the film for others by saying, you will not divulge to anyone the secret of the ending? Which movie was this set in? The Crying Game. so what was the question again? At the conclusion of which of the following films did a narrator in voiceover caution against spoiling the film for others by saying, you will not divulge to anyone the secret of the ending? Which of these four movies was this set? Was it The Crying Game from 92, Planet of the Apes from 68? Psycho from 1960 or Witness for the Prosecution from 57?
1: I'm gonna say the crying game.
0: I mean it was the crying game. It was actually witness for the prosecution from 1957. The ma- the narrator spoke to, uh, the following: The management of this theater suggests that for the greater entertainment of your friends who have not yet seen the picture. You will not divulge to anyone the secret of of the ending of Witness for the Prosecution. Okay. Well, Very interesting indeed. Okay, J.D., here's your next question. In the remake of the popular Disney classic Homeward Bound, The Incredible Journey from 1993, who was the voice of the cat named Sassy? Was it Drew Barrymore, Gina Davis, Sally Field, or Susan Sarandon? Sally Field. Today was Sally Field. Yes, sir. A female Himalayan cat named Sassy, voiced by Sally Field, was a a male Siamese cat named Tao in Sheila Burnford's original novel, upon which the 1963 and 1993 films were based. So in the movie, they they changed it from male to female. Hmm. All right, JD, next question. The crime drama *Murder by Decree* from 1979 was based upon which historic murder mystery? Was it *The* was it Lizzie Borden, the Boston Strangler, Jack the Ripper, or the Zodiac Killer?
1: What was the question again? One more time.
0: The crime drama called *Murder by Decree* from 1979 was based upon which historic murder
1: mystery? Lizzie Borden, Jack the Ripper. What were the other two?
0: The Boston Strangler or Jack or the or the Zodiac?
1: Jack the Ripper.
0: Jack the Ripper. You're right. In the film Sherlock Holmes, played by Christopher Plummer, investigated murders by the infamous British criminal Jack. There you go. Not bad. All right. Next question. JD, in the film The Monster That Challenged the World from 1957, what monster was the title referring to? Was it a giant? Was it giant crabs, octopi, sea slugs, or a squid?
1: Wait.
0: Say so it was a squid. Okay. It was actually sea slugs. The misleading title referred to offspring of a giant prehistoric sea monster, ravenous, black, blank-eyed sea snails, or mollusk that sucked out one's life force. Hmm. Okay, that sounds creepy. <laughs> yeah. Okay, JD, next question. Who played the role of a mute human primitive named Nova in the first two Planet of the Apes films? Was it Jacqueline Bisset, Linda Harrison, Yvette Mimo, or Raquel
1: Welch? Yvette Momoe.
0: It was actually, Linda Harrison. Hmm. Okay, in an early 1960s film, JD, what was the name of the giant Danish dinosaur like serpent monster that went on a rampage in Copenhagen? Was it behemoth, carnosaur, virgo, or reptilicus? Reptilicus, you're correct. In the film, Reptilicus, in 1961, the tale of the unconvincing prehistoric monster thawed, regenerated, and became a giant, terrorizing, acid-spitting dinosaur. Have you heard of this movie, Brian? chance,
1: J.D.? Nope. That's news to me.
0: Oh, well, that's a, that's a good guess. <laughs> All right, J.D., in what film did Looney Tunes animated characters and basketball star Michael Jordan appear together? Please, Jim. Well, don't even have to say that. They're doing a sequel to that next year. We're supposed to be doing the Michael Jordan thing.
1: Uh, I'm not sure. I I think he's coming back.
0: Okay. Of course, yeah, it's David's coming out good. in
1: 2021. However, right now, due to release in July of 2021. Right now, LeBron, Don Cheadle, and uh, Clay Thompson, Anthony Davis. Diana Tarassi is supposed to be in it, however, mind you, however, and like I said, it's on a budget of $100 million.
0: You're saying Michael Jordan is supposed to be returning this
1: one? No, LeBron James is in it.
0: Well, LeBron James is doing the Michael Jordan thing, apparently. Okay. Of course, Space Jam from 1996 blended live action and animation with legendary superstar Michael Jordan appearing alongside Bugs Bunny, Porky Pig, and Speedy Gonzalez.
1: And it yeah, made $230.5 million, and of course, sorry, Bill Murray, Larry Bird, Charles Barkley, Patrick Ewing, Larry Johnson, and of course,
0: uh,
1: of uh, what was his name, uh, Newman, Wayne Knight.
0: Oh, Wayne Knight, yeah, much of too.
1: Of course, Danny Ainge, uh, Scottie Pippen, uh, Vlade Divot, uh, mind you, uh, Steve Kerr, Amado Rashad, Jim Rohn were also in the movie, believe it or not.
0: Danny interview
1: was one of the voices of uh, of voices, however, along with uh, the late great June Foray, who of course was known to you all as Granny.
0: Well, of course, that's right. Who directed the very first cinematic production of *The Lord of the Rings* in 1978? Was it Ralph Basche, Bas- 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 Julie Bass, and Arthur Rankin, John Borman, or Peter Jackson?
1: That would be, however, uh, uh, Ralph Baski.
0: Okay, Okay. Ralph Baski, J.D. says, and, and you're correct. He filmed The Fellowship of the Ring and The Two Towers, both of which became the final animated film in 1978. His plan to film the final chapter of the trilogy, The Return of the King, never materialized. Hmm. I guess he passed away before he had a chance to do it, I guess. Okay. <clears throat> All right, J.D., think about this one very carefully. At the end of the fanciful 1950 film, who was credited as playing the title character named Harvey, an invisible six-foot-tall rabbit? Was it Elwood P. Dowd? Was it himself? Was it Jimmy Stewart? Or was it nobody?
1: It was, if let may be sure, and I know this was just recently, uh, himself.
0: So, okay, and you're correct. At the very end of the credits, an invisible Harvey briefly opened and closed the door, and the words at the bottom of the screen read "Harvey as himself." And you saw that in a lot of other movies later on, of course. So there you go. Yeah. Which famous French director appeared at the spaceship landing site in Spielberg's *Close Encounters of the Third Kind* of 1977? Was it Jean-Luc Goddard? Jean Renoir, Elaine R E S N A I S, or Francois. Uh, I'm
1: gonna say C. You
0: gonna, gonna say the one whose name last name I cannot pronounce? And it was actually Francois Truffaut. Trofot played scientist Claude Lacombe at the UFO landing site in Wyoming in the science fiction film. Hmm, okay. All right, next question, JD. In the disaster in, in the film called The Swarm from 1978, what was used to successfully avert the African killer invasion? Was it handheld flamethrowers and immunologist antidote pesticides? Or portable Warning Sirens.
1: Warning Sirens.
0: Warning Sirens, okay. Uh, oh, excuse me. Believe it or not, that's right. Nice guess. Did you ever see that movie, J.D.?
1: Yeah, Michael Caine was in it. Very intense movie. Henry Fonda was in it. Uh, the chick from uh Rich Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, Catherine Ross, Lee Grant, Patty Duke, Richard Chamberlain, and Olivia De Havilland. Okay.
0: And the vibration from morning sirens similar to the bees' mating call lured them into an oil slick set on fire in the Gulf of Mexico. Hmm. Okay. All right. J.D., what was the name of a giant metal robot bodyguard with a laser beam vaporizer in the film The Day the Earth Stood Still from 1951? Was it Gort, Kleto, Kronos, or Romance Hey, it was Gort. You're correct. Locke Martin played the character of Gort, a super robot enforcer, while Clacto, played by Michael Rennie, was an interplanetary alien messenger of peace. Next question here. Who directed the sci-fi sequel 2010, the year we made contact from 1984? Was it Robert Altman, Peter Himes, Stanley Kubrick, or Robert Zemeckis? Zemeckis. B. You said B is in boy? Yeah. Okay. And you're correct again. Himes was criticized for creating a sequel to Kubrick's 1968 masterpiece and serving as both director and screenwriter. I thought that was a pretty good movie.
1: To be honest I, with. It was.
0: Cool. Alright, J.D. What classic 1950s science fiction film featured an appearance by cartoon character Woody Woodpecker. Was it Conquest of Space from 1955, Destination Moon from 1950, Rocket Ship X-M from 1950, or This Island Earth from 1955?
1: What's well, the question, sorry?
0: What classic 1950s science fiction film featured an appearance? My cartoon character Woody
1: Woodpecker. That would be uh, Planet Nine from Outer Space.
0: Okay, well the choices are conquest of space, destination moon, rocket ship XM, or this island Earth. Island Earth. You said Island this island Earth, okay. Actually it was destination moon. Woody Woodpecker made a brief cameo appearance when he was introduced as one of Hollywood's best-known actors in a film to give a lesson on how Rockets to the Moon would work. <laughs> okay. It was, it was, it was, uh, oh crap. It was Destination Moon. Okay. All right, JD. What was the cop's name? C-O-P. What was the cop's name? before he was transformed into an android peace officer in the film Robocop from 1987. Was it Jones, Lewis, Morton, or Murphy? Murphy. You got it. Peter Weller played the role of Detroit cop Alex Murphy, who was killed by crime lord Boddicker, played by Kurtwood Smith, and then transformed into the formidable Robocop. Carl believed the guy, the guy that played a serial killer in RoboCop all the way back in the 80s played played a cranky dad in that 70s show. That, that, that really got me. That was pretty funny. <laughs> uh, next question. How did, how did Charlton Heston and Ava Gardner, as husband and wife, perish in the epic disaster film Earthquake, 1974? They were burned by fire car plummeted off the highway bridge, a collapsed building, or they drowned in floodwaters?
1: Uh, what was the question?
0: How did Charlton Heston and Ava Gardner, who played a husband and wife, perish in the movie Earthquake from 1974? Were they burned by fire? Did their car plummet off a highway bridge? Was it from a collapsed building, or did they drown in floodwaters?
1: Collapsed
0: building. Collapsed building. Okay. Actually, they drowned in floodwaters. When the Hollywood Dam gave way, Heston and Gardner perished in the floodwaters in an underground garage. Hmm. Okay, JD. The Oscar winning best original song called The Continental was from which musical dance film? Was it Flying Down to Rio, The Gay Divorcee, Shall We Dance? or Swing Time? Swing Time. Swing Time, okay. It was actually the Gay Divorcee. Hmm. That's from 1934, the second musical pairing Fred Astaire and Ginger Rogers. Climax with the Oscar-winning song The Continental. It was the first instance that the Academy Award was given in the newly established category. Hmm, not bad. Next question, uh, J.D., what type of airplane was the centerpiece of the fourth and final installment of the airport series of disaster films from 1970 to 1979. Was it a Boeing 747? Was it the Concorde? Was it a DC-10? Or was it a Lockheed L-1011? Boeing 747.
1: It
0: was actually the Concorde. In the highly unlikely plot of of the Concord Airport 79 from 1979, the Concord aircraft suffered numerous problems on various flights, including an emergency landing in the Alps. Hmm. Next question here. In the movie The Fabulous Baker Boys of 1989, what song did Susie Diamond, played by Michelle Pfeiffer, sing for her successful audition to join the act of the two Baker brothers? Was it Can't Take My Eyes Off You, Making whoopee More Than You Know, or My Funny Valentine?
1: More Than You Know.
0: You got it. The joint Jack and Frank Baker, played by Jeff and Bo Bridges, the sultry Susie Diamond, singer number 38, sang a slow rendition of More Than You Know. <clears throat> Excuse me. All right, next question here. One, two more to go. This one and one more, J.D., before we close up for the night. Which famous Los Angeles landmark was destroyed by a pulse beam from a saucer-shaped alien ship in Independence Day from 1996? Was it Disneyland, the Hollywood sign, the library tower, or the Santa Monica Pier?
1: The library tower.
0: And you got it. The very tall downtown library tower, also known as the first interstate world center, renamed the U.S. Bank Tower, was zapped by the aliens. And one more to go here, J.D. Which of the following was the only one? Which which of the following actors was the only one to receive an Oscar nomination for the musical The Best Little Whorehouse in Texas from 1982? Was it Dom DeLuise, Charles Durning, Dolly Parton, or Burt Reynolds?
1: If I remember correctly, it was Dolly Parton.
0: Dolly Parton? It was actually Charles Durning, believe it or not. He received the Best Supporting Actor nomination for his role as the governor. The film told about the efforts to close down a Texas cat house run by Mona Stangley, who was played by Dolly Parton. And, J.D., you got, hey, you not, not too shabby. You got 12 out of 21 questions right. So you did pretty darn good there, J.D. Very good, indeed. Very good. Okay, there, uh, before we close up outside the rugs for the evening, J.D., anything you wish to add?
1: No, actually, however, uh, believe it or not, however, if talking about uh, Charles Henry, we got a funny clip we're going to play for you in a second. But no, like we said, Howard, get ready for what should be an action-packed, interesting debate show. We're going to talk about AEW. We're going to talk about NXT UK. What will you watch this weekend, and which of the two shows will live up to its hype? Will it be AEW in Chicago with All Out with the big matches? That's going to be Hangman Page and Chris Jericho. Will be Pac, aka the artist formerly known as Adrian Neville, taking on Kenny Omega. Will be the Young Bucks, however, versus the Lucha Brothers. However, we will break down the card for you, and also, folks, we will talk about NXT UK, including of course the big title matchup coming up between Tyler Bate and the Monster Walter, and of course Tony Storm will be taking on Kaylee Ray. However, and we will tell you about the matches individually coming up here in less than 25 minutes.
0: Thank you very much there, J.D. On that note here, folks, I want to thank, thank the Iceman, Jared DiGiromo, for joining me here tonight for episode 168 of WWS Outside the Ropes. I we said, as J.D. said, get ready for an action-packed show here of Wrestling Debate 139 pounds coming up here in about less than 30 minutes. And then I'll be back on with Revolution at 9 o'clock as we will, of course, talk about uh, what took place on SmackDown last night, plus in addition to your news and views and history and birthdays. <clears throat> And also our live video feed from True Pioneers of Wrestling, so don't forget to listen in on that here tonight. Outside of the Rubs, episode 168 is a broadcast of the WWS Radio Network right here on talkshoot.com, where we are four years older and continuing to be bolder. The radio network continues to be and will forever remain your pop culture connection. <clears throat> and ladies and gentlemen, since 2015, you're a source for everything in the world of pop culture, pro and everything in between. This is the WSWS Radio Network. I think J.D. has and something he would enjoy. So yeah.
1: Go ahead. And we were just talking about the best little whorehouse in Texas. We are going to play Charles Sturney's little uh, song that came out of that movie. It goes mm-hmm. out tonight. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: I am proudly standing here to humbly see. I assure you, and I mean it, now who says I
1: don't speak out as plain as day and tell Texan? I'm for progress. And the flag. Now oh, may it fly. I'm a poor boy. Come to greatness. So it follows that I cannot tell a lie. What the hell did he say?
0: We'll talk about you on Debate and Revolution. Take care, folks.